What up, y'all? <laughs> I'm back on a Thursday. I'm taking a bit of a rest because um, I have a client soon. But something just came to my mind and I wanted to make an attempt to drop something real quick before the hour on self-compassion. Self-compassion. I think it's interesting for people like you who is listening right now um, who define themselves as, who identify themselves as seekers, right? Really committed to personal growth, individuation, all that good stuff. It's like really weird when these buzzwords are thrown around, right? Like compassion, self-compassion, self-love, self-care. And it's so weird. I've gone through so many different seasons of like, what a crock of shit and then also like oh wow (laughs) this is like opening up my whole life but self-compassion you know infjs we are so hard on ourselves um and really i kind of reckon that of course everyone has this i should stop making those disclaimers like this is for you guys but um I feel like N types in particular, because we are so um, oriented towards what could be or what will be, or maybe there's a little bit of a should in there, what should be, there's kind of like this underlying like poking and discontent um, and somewhat disappointment because we're constantly, you know, having to like refine (laughs) um, our visions or abstractions. or ideas, you know, and that can be very humbling. Um, (laughs) I don't really think about being a censor often, but I don't really blame any end types who want to be censors from time to time, because it's just like, dude, like you're grounded in reality. You see what is, and you use that information. And sometimes, I mean, end times, end types have to use a good chunk of their life to practice being grounded in reality. It's wild. And a part of that is, for INFJ specifically, our personal vision, you know, what will be, we always have this, some sort of vision in mind, something that we're moving towards, some sort of legacy, some, some, something that whatever is specific to you in some form or another, the driving energy is like, I, who I'm meant to be is in the future. Right. And we're really tied to that personal development flavored um, actualization idea. And part of that orientation is a lot of self-criticism. And my guess is because, or my experience is because we are just so different, (laughs) other people can join us in the self-criticism. We're already being hard on ourselves. And then, you know, in one way, implicitly or explicitly, people will kind of imply like, yeah, like you should be different. You should do this. Right. Like my bad advice um, episode. And so it's such a journey for an INFJ to be kind to themselves. And this concept of self-compassion, you know, part of my personal journey, I my feelings were shut down for decades. I was not feeling and I had no idea. And when the floodgates when the floodgates opened up. It was mind blowing. I was like, oh my gosh, this is how people are moving through the world. This is what they mean by feelings. I've kind of been performative this whole time, not maliciously, but just like out of ignorance and just not being 
having even had one consistently safe space to feel my feelings. I was shut down. If I was really honest, I had a very dark, deeply woven, rigid, self-critical structures and self-protective structures. It was really fucking dark in there. And I can know because sometimes I look at my old um, blog posts or journal entries and I can feel the energy coming off the page of just what a hole of darkness that I was in, you know, despite my best efforts. And part of that was just like not understanding myself, not being surrounded by any um, people that I could feel safe with or look up to that could reflect my reality back to me. Um, not being presented with methods and that worked for me. Um, all of that compiles to a really harsh inner critic that an INFJ can have. And this self-compassion thing can be really hard to adopt. And yet it opens things up completely um, for everyone. But for an INFJ, it's like, that's what I wish for every INFJ. It's like, no matter what the world says or signals to you, no matter how far away reality is from your vision, that every day when you go, every night when you go to bed, when you put your head to bed, to head to pillow, you think, you know what? Based on my level of awareness, based on my energy levels, um, based on my resources, I'm doing good. And it makes sense why I feel the way that I feel. Of course I would feel that way. Those two phrases are super powerful. I learned that from one of my mentors. And at first it was another piece of education, but now that's part of my compassion practice, which is just like, you know what, Mikkel? Of course you would feel so overwhelmed in that corporate group meeting. You know, the structure isn't really supportive to where your gifts are. Of course you would have anxiety in your heart. That makes so much sense. Of course, that makes so much sense. Of course, that makes so much sense. INFJ listening or non-INFJ listening. How often, how naturally or automatically do you have a feeling and you respond to yourself like, yeah, that makes so much sense. Because compassion literally means to be with suffering, right? So if I'm extending compassion to another person, I'm just bearing witness to their struggle and to their pain. I'm not trying to fix it. I'm not even trying to, um, I'm just being with them. And that space is so beautiful. And if you can cultivate it for yourself, it's so transformative. It allows the emotions to move within your body. It allows you to feel unconditionally loved. It allows you to just be with what is. And in that being with, things start to move versus maybe I use my hyper analytical TI tertiary and try to analyze the fuck out of everything, which was really just rumination. And it's illogical thoughts masking themselves as logical thoughts. And it just causes more dysfunction. Um, rather than trying to achieve and do a bunch of things, which is really um, covering an unconscious deep insecurity, right? The things that we might have gone for in the past might have just been things that we thought we should go to go for because we saw that in media or we feared being exposed for the INFJness that we really have versus like, of course, it makes sense that you feel bad that like people don't respond to your texts very much, right? Of course, it makes sense that you would fear being abandoned. That makes so much sense. 
I'm just wondering, do you talk to yourself that way? Or whenever you have a feeling, do you automatically say, really, like you're going to do this again? Really, you're going to be sensitive? Buck up. It's not that big a deal. You should be faster. You should go harder. You should be more secure. You should be more bold. All the bad advice. At some point, you know, there's a quote. Like sometimes, I don't know, I wish I had had it ready, but basically it's at some point the oppressed don't even need the presence of the oppressor anymore because they just oppress themselves. You see this time and time again, you know? So at some point in the realm of self-responsibility, it's not even about like society not um, understanding or welcoming us. We don't welcome ourselves. We don't just be with our emotions and validate how we feel. And it's true. Maybe some of our emotions are a little bit um, intense or overreacted or based in unrealistic notions or some grandiosity. But the only way you'd be able to bring some grandiose ideas down to earth is if you just are being with how intense the emotion and how intense the self-criticism is. And from there, you can start to consider a different perspective from a place of non-judgment. But so often we learn like new things and we take on more self-development and we just weaponize that shit too. You know, <laughs> some of my clients, I'll talk to them and they're just like, you know, I should be doing more journaling. And I'm just like, can we, can we pause? Can we slow down? That's my favorite on top of self-compassion to just slow down. Can we slow down? Because three months ago, before we started our coaching relationship, you weren't journaling at all. And so how are we so quick into a new conversation of, I really should do it daily. I really should do it for 30 minutes. I really should do it for 750 words or three pages. So a general trajectory of what, what I see is, you know, some people will try to be positive and they'll say, you can do it. And then if they're honest with me, they're like, that shit doesn't feel real. And I'm like, it doesn't feel real because you're in pain right now. You're in pain. And so if you're in pain and you're just like, yay, you know, eat lollipops. <laughs> that doesn't feel real. It's not authentic. And so the body doesn't like lies. The body will expose that shit real quick. So self-compassion is really great because it meets you where you're at. It sees you for who you are and it loves you for who you are. And it just sits with you. It just sits with you and it's like, yo, like, let's just chill. You don't have to be anything other than who you are. You don't have to be anywhere other than where you're at right now. And I'm with you and I see you and I feel you and I validate you and I empathize with you. That empathy thing. I don't know if you're a late listener, but me as an INFJ, that was probably the most painful thing. Part of why I couldn't feel is not just because I didn't have my reality reflected to me, but it's also because no one, I had never experienced empathy from another person. And part of that is because the, the INFJ existence is just weird and uncommon. But relationships are about constantly exercising empathy. I say that a lot. And to have someone look at you and say like, wow, that makes sense. Like that must've been rough. I remember the first time that happened for me, someone empathized with my perspective and I was so shocked. I was like, wow. And my heart opened up just from that witnessing. 
And so I know it can be hard if you've never had that from another person. That's part of why you can't do it for yourself. And at the same time, we can start to do that. So the phrase is, of course, you would feel that way. Of course, you would think that way. Of course, you would run away and isolate if you felt shame, if you grew up in a household where your feelings weren't validated and you were treated to your your um, bedroom to feel safe. Of course, it makes sense that you would sabotage something healthy because you don't trust that it can last and you don't want to feel the pain of loving and losing. That makes so much sense. That's so understandable. That's so unreasonable. And that's part of (laughs) another aspect of struggling with self-compassion is extroverted feeling um, because it's other-oriented. It often... It's other-oriented and it requires outside validation. That also means for the FE users' feelings too. As FE users, we have to kind of go through relationships and find ourselves through relationships in a very literal sense. FI users don't have the same experience. Um, They often have a very rich internal feeling um, and values-based internal structure and framework that they rely on. And that kind of more uniquely positions them where they're supposed to be. Whereas extroverted feeling, we kind of just have all of these senses and like desires to connect and be in community. And so we have to be in the wrong communities, like maybe a couple times to feel like shit. And we can't separate our own feelings from other people. That's TI development. So it gets messy for a while. You know what I mean? (laughs) It gets so much messy. And part of that can look like extroverted feeling, having this like, subconscious questioning of their own feelings like is it okay to feel this way because if we're attuned to other people's emotional needs and if we're attuned to what creates harmony we have an unconscious fear of our own emotional life and we have like the subconscious fear or sorry an unconscious like judgment towards negative emotions right we want to bring harmony that means negative emotions they're gonna like fuck that harmony up. And we're super gracious for everyone else's emotions because we have extra feelings, but for our own negative landscape, most FJs, FE users, they kind of have that stereotypical, like everything's cool, everything's positive, but the intensity can really like emit something different unbeknownst to them because they haven't taken the time to get their emotional house in order. So part of getting your emotional house in order is to try on this self-compassion thing. Um, I know there's a lot of resources out there. I haven't read them. I think the word Krista, sorry, the 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 leader Krista Neff comes to mind. She might run selfcompassion.org. So if you want something more systematic, reliable, evidence-based, do your research. But like, I would just invite you to just notice when you have feelings and for you, it might just be discomfort, right? Or anxiety or heaviness in the chest. Notice the thing, notice your thought process and entertain just a, a wording or response to yourself of like, of course you would feel that way. That makes so much sense that you would feel that way. That must've been really, really hard to have gone through that. No matter what you know other people would say or how they would respond, fuck all that. We're being with you. We're loving you. We're extending compassion towards you. We're being with your suffering. And it gets easier with time. It feels weird at first, or even pointless at first. But the self-compassion thing is just so key. Our emotions are so important, especially with that extroverted feeling. Otherwise, everything gets disrupted. Introverted intuition starts, 
you know, focusing only on negative things, right? And it starts to get a little bit of, of a paranoid element to it. Extroverted feeling is still there. These functions don't go go away. They just get unhealthy. And if your emotions and self-compassion aren't in place, then you're either trying to help people, but it's from a place of insecurity, which means you have attachment to the outcome and they feel that heaviness, or you create messes because you have, you know, judgment and resentment that you haven't dealt with, or you go into unhealthy introverted thinking and you are hypercritical and nitpicking everything about yourself and everything about other people, or you go into unhealthy extroverted sensing and you um, go into, I don't know, hedonistic, binging um, behavior, or you're just not aware of your surroundings and you can physically hurt yourself if you're not able to manage your emotions through self-compassion. So um, try those phrasings out. Start to just pay more attention to how you respond to your own emotions and your thoughts. Notice the level of guilt, judgment, shame, or fear that you have around your emotions and thoughts. And slowly, slowly, Titrate in a little bit of validation with that compassion because it just makes so much sense that you might want to be guarded. It makes so much sense that you might not trust that you get to experience consistent happiness. It makes so much sense that you don't trust that you can be happy. And at the same time, and you validating and being compassionate towards yourself for all those things, you can be happy. You can create environments where your values and your needs are met. You can create a really lovely INFJ life. That's all I got for today. I love my INFJs. Until next time. Peace.